after breakfast What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas It's weird brunch Did y'all know that uh, Ariana Grande so tweeted Pete Davidson again? Again? You mm-hmm. need to. I haven't seen this Saturday Night Live let either. Let it go. But. Let it go. Yeah. Don't hold it back anymore. Or do hold it back. Do hold it back. That's what I'm hoping so for. Is that you'll back. just no, you not you're silencing me. Just yeah. I feel silenced right yeah. now. Yeah. More like, like you should. muted. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you know, if you, you know want, what? Good. Yeah. yeah. Karina and I will talk. You can turn off your microphone and continue talking. And we'll all be, you know, she's muted. Somebody will have like, so then it'll we'll just have five minutes of silence. Yeah. Of y'all going. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about? No. Nope. So wait a minute. Uh, you know what? I don't really buy this. <laughs> <laughs> that might be fun one day, but yeah, that's okay. I'm not stoned right now. We'll release uh, one of these podcasts with like th- three tracks. Like so you can choose doves. who to choose your own adventure. Choose who to silence. <laughs> silence who you want yeah i was thinking about that i was like i wonder if it'll ever happen that we have enough people listening to where somebody people like pick favorites yeah and skip over parts Mm. of the podcast (gasps) like they don't like one of us like they're like i'm not a whitney person so i'm not gonna listen to her i don't mind if you hate me please go ahead uh i just feel like i've got another karma coming my way (laughs) You have a million other podcasts. I don't care. I don't care. Give me more. Give me more. You uh, uh, listen to podcasts. You know Karina. No. She's got a million. I'm not Paul F. Tompkins, for fuck's sake. Um, You're Karina F. Tompkins. (laughs) Karina F. Tompkins. That I wish I had that much talent in my painted pinky. I'm Karina Magyar. I'm Lisa Friedrich. I'm Whitney Lamond. And this is a really weird brunch. (laughs) It is because it's at night. Yeah, and, and there's it's a Friday. There's no fucking eggs. No, I'm mad. There's cold there's pizza, cold pizza. left over from my Halloween Honestly, party. Honestly, this is kind welcome. of a brunch for me. Yeah. It's cold pizza, pizza and, and a white claw. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get sponsored by White Claw? I feel like we could open a restaurant on South Congress that only serves cold pizza and white claw and yeah. have a line out the door. Fuck yeah. At yeah. brunch. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. Yeah. I think if we had a food truck that we just served cold versions of food, yeah. we would probably make a fuck ton of money. We could call it cold ones. Yeah. Yeah. Cold cuts. Oh. No, I guess that's too. Yeah. That'd be like, actual. That's an actual meat thing. <laughs> meat thing yeah or cold truck cold truck <laughs> it's like cold cuts <laughs> but cold truck hey hey cold trucks come in through y'all, y'all we gotta get down there y'all want some of this broccoli cheese and rice casserole but cold <laughs> it's a colder roll the way you're doing it makes cold truck yeah. sound like an old dog that belongs to somebody with a pickup yeah have you ever had cold casserole it's like the, Cold Best broccoli worst. cheese rice casserole is fucking delicious. It really is. I will. Yeah. You know what? I'm with you. I will eat yep. most things cold and yeah. I'm into it. I just think in Texas that would go over. Yeah. yeah on a hot day. You want Phenom- a cold truck. Yeah. You want a hot, hot day. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, mm. bye. Mm-hmm. 
Come get some of this cold casserole. Yes. I know it's 104 outside. Cold but, uh, casserole and a white claw. That's an O. Henry short story right waiting to happen. Oh. I I want to play off of the ass part of casserole and mm-hmm. like only have large assed people. It doesn't have to be a man <laughs> or a woman. There's a, you must be this wide you to must enter. have a large ass only to not to enter but to work at our but to exit you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah you want to eat our casserole like you gotta have a away. big casserole yes. yeah. yay get a casserole for free if you've got a good casserole if your butt for three uh, i don't know <laughs> that doesn't make sense if your if your butt's bigger than our casserole it's free oh <laughs> uh, that's good that's really good Ugh. we're gonna have to make big casseroles because <laughs> we live in we texas need, and there's a lot of big casseroles <laughs> also <laughs> that's a large serving i mean just what are we saying here the whole casserole yeah or just the, the whole bite like the s- giant pan like we'd have yeah. a coffin sized pan of casserole <laughs> i mean <laughs> casseroles are already fuck. associated with funerals yeah and you want to put them in a coffin now i absolutely Amazing. do Honestly, yeah, births and deaths are the only time. Ca- and true. Well, Thanksgiving. But a lot of things, actually, if you really think about Thanksgiving, we shouldn't be doing it. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like, like the, seeing our family? The original. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> the original. Uh, in, you don't even know. Indigence. What is it called? The indigence. <laughs> What is that? Not indigent. What is an indigent? The homeless person. (laughs) Our native indigents. Welcome to an even numbered episode of this podcast. Yeah. Because we've had some white claw. That's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lisa, get your shit together. I had something to say about Native Americans. I don't remember what. Oh, you probably should. Thanksgiving say it. is bad for them. No, oh, for everybody. For every bad thing's bad for you. It's Christopher Columbus was a rapist. He had nothing to do with Thanksgiving. No, I don't know how you celebrate Thanksgiving, <laughs> but <laughs> we've got one of those statues at their house. Yeah. We always make a casserole and we put little Nina, Pinta, and Santa, Santa Maria, Maria flags yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah. We dress in black cloaks and all hail Christopher Columbus. Whoa. You don't use electricity. Mm-mm. It's very witchy of you. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm adopted. I can I convert <laughs> a random neighbor to Catholicism. You did? Sure. I like that. that on Thanksgiving. You're not <laughs> Catholic, but you convert people just for fun. Because I know how. I yeah. mean, they taught me that much. It's your hobby. Yeah, exactly. It's a great hobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. They pay me for conversions. It's like a pyramid scheme. Well, the greatest thing about Catholicism is it comes with a lot of swag. You can make some money. Like, you <sighs> convert somebody, and then you sell mm. them, like, candles and mm. saint You know things. what? Yep. I yeah. know we had an order, but because of what we're talking about, I think I feel like I have to go first. Do it. Is that okay? Yeah, go. Also, can we for real take out what I said earlier? Yes. Okay. I want to take out what I said about my favorite murder also because I love that podcast and I feel bad. Look, we just, the podcast starts now. (laughs) Okay. It starts now. No, I'll chop it up. Don't worry. Cool. Cold pizza. So we were talking about how. And lies. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. What was that? Is that because it's Lisa's turn? (sighs) No. 
Lisa tells fair. the truth in her own way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the Philadelphia experiment. Uh, no. Oh, God damn. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. We're actually going to talk about. truth, Sister Lisa. I did um, watch some documentaries about that. Thanks a lot. Oh, you're welcome. You can get real sucked into some shit with some dudes just talking in a basement for five hours. It's awesome. I know. Um, I used to be a libertarian. In a basement? Weren't we um, all? It was college. It was college, and there was videos of people talking in a basement for five hours, and you get sucked in, and the next thing you know, you voted that way. Anyway, go ahead. Ron Paul, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Um, so you're talking about how you convert your neighbors there to you Catholicism. Yeah. So we're actually going to talk about a saint today. A santa. We're going to be talking about Saint Olga of Kiev. Hell yeah. From chicken Kiev. Mm-hmm. That's a dish. The, the chicken f- is uh, optional. Uh, you can also just yeah. say Kiev. I don't know when she was born because uh, nobody does. Yeah, it She's was a like saint. it was literally the 800s. <laughs> the century is all we need. Are you saying no one knows what happened in the 800s? You're saying they didn't keep good records it's before we learned how to century? write. First century? What? Eighth? Yes. Ninth? Century. No, it's literally like 969 <laughs> is when she died. Hell yeah! <laughs> so, like, so she was no born in the late 800s? Yes. Okay. I'm just checking your mouth. <laughs> I'm just asking. Checking your mouth? <laughs> no. Climb on in. No. Uh, God damn. I'm sorry to anyone who's actually listening to this. So, okay. She, this, it, it starts with like a lot of confusion as to what, when she was born. So, whatever. Who gives a shit? So, she married the uh, future Igor of Kiev arguably in 903 thanks but perhaps as early as 901 or 902 or 90210 <laughs> the future Wait, igor yeah the Kiev. future igor what does that mean is that like is, is that a he title? was just igor for a minute but then he was igor of kiev when they were like here igor you can have kiev yes got it so he wasn't a ruler at the time and then she, okay. and then he was okay um so after his death on 945, why on? After his death in 945, Olga ruled Kievian Rus. Rus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the old name for Russia. Mm. Mm-hmm. As regent on behalf of their son, not going to say his name. There's no way. What's the first letter? Sviat- Sviatoslav? 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 Okay. Sure. Let's call him Sivy. <laughs> Sivy. Yeah. Um, so in 947, Princess Olga launched a punitive expedition against the tribal elites between Luga and the Msta River. Oh, that's just something that happened all the time back then. Yeah. So yeah. she, she's like, I'm head bitch in charge. Right. What up? Yeah. <clears throat> Take so, a look at my chariots and spears. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. just straight up like partying. She's like, this is what's up. My son's a, a child. I'm going to take this river or whatever. <laughs> Uh, I mean, a river is a hot commodity. Yeah. It's Monopoly's railroad. Yeah. Just back then. <laughs> that blew my Do mind. Get, yeah, yeah, I get what you true, said, right? but it like, kind of blew my mind. <laughs> okay. So Igor was killed by the Drevlians. 
<laughs> Fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, her husband, Igor, or her son? Her husband. Her son is Sviatoslav. Sviatoslav. Okay. Yeah. Keep up. How dare you forget this? <laughs> Igor. Well, so, I thought we had moved past Igor. Well, we're back on it. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> it's, you know, it's like a river. Sometimes That's it goes true. backwards. Yeah. The river is. Uh, you know how rivers do. So I the see. Drevlians are real assholes. They killed Igor. And then Olga was like, I'm head bitch in charge until my son. Because their son was uh, three. So she was like, this three year old's not going to do this shit. <laughs> so it's a good call. The Drevlians wanted Olga to marry their prince, Mal, making him the ruler of Kievian Rus. But Olga was determined to remain in power and preserve it for her son. Mm-hmm. She's like a grizzly bear mom. She's like uh, yeah. no, she's Tina like Fey. Gates are closed. What's her name? Tina Fey. Who is Tina Fey? Oh, Sarah Palin. Thank you. Um, the Drevlians. So after she was like, mm-mm. They sent 20 of their best men to persuade Olga to marry their prince Mal and give up her rule of Kievian Rus. She had them buried alive. Awesome. So 20 of these Drevlians are like, yo, come hang out. She was like, "Mm, shut the fuck up. Get in the ground. She then sent word. This is so fucking amazing. Yeah. She then sent word to Prince Mal that she accepted the proposal, but required their most distinguished men to accompany her on the journey in <gasps> order for her people to accept the offer of marriage. Smart. The Drevlians sent their best men who governed their land. Mm-hmm. Upon their arrival, she offered them a warm welcome and an invitation to clean up after their long journey in a bathhouse. Mm-hmm. Of course. After they entered, she locked the doors and set fire to the building, burning them alive. Yes, Khaleesi. She yes. Is, this bitch is like, I am Catholic <laughs> after reading this. <laughs> <clears throat> With the best and wisest men out of the way, she planned to destroy the remaining Drevlians. She invited them to a funeral feast so she could mourn over her husband's grave, her husband whom they murdered. Mm-hmm. Her servants waited on them, and after the Drevlians were drunk, Olga's soldiers killed over 5,000 of them. Hell yeah, it's so easy. She, she then <laughs> placed the city Apparently. under siege. She asked for three pigeons and three sparrows from each house. She claimed she did not want to burden the villagers any further after the siege. They were happy to comply with the request. Okay. So three pigeons and three sparrows from each house. I would be fucked if that happened. I'd be like, what was she going to do with all those dirty birds? Uh, Karina, I I am so glad you asked. Mm. So now Olga gave to each soldier in her army a pigeon or a sparrow and ordered them to attach by thread to each bird a piece of sulfur bound with small pieces of cloth. When night Mm -hmm. fell, Olga bade her soldiers release the pigeons and the sparrows. So the birds flew to their nests, the pigeons to the coats, and the spa- this is all from a fucking thing. Okay. I would not talk like this. And the sparrows under the eaves, the dove coats, the coops, the porches, and the haymows, whatever the fuck that is, were set on fire. She basically made like Maltov cocktails, cocktails out, out of, of birds. birds. Yes. Uh, there was not a house that was not consumed, and it was impossible to extinguish the flames because all the houses caught fire at once. The people fled from the city, and Olga o- ordered her soldiers to catch them. Thus, she oh. took the city and burned it and captured the elders of the city. 
some of the other captives she killed, while some she gave as slaves to her followers. The remnant she left to pay tribute. Nice. Do not fuck with Olga. Uh, so what about this made her a saint, other than so, her badassery? Again, so glad you Was asked. the Catholic Church just like, you rock? So, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yes. Um... So Olga was the actually this is boring and we're done after this but okay. she was uh the first we don't want to put microphones we're putting down. Our microphones oh. down She's the patron saint of Molotov cocktails um, now. Olga was the first ruler of Rus to convert to Christianity. Done this is so funny. Done in either 945 or 957. Okay. Whatever. So um, post bird apocalypse uh, yes. And following her baptism, Olga took the Christian name Yelena. Yelena. After the reigning empress, Helena Lekapene. Lekapene? Lekapene. <laughs> Y'all, it is L-E-K-A-P-E-N-E. Lekapene. Helenine Wikipedia. I like Lekapene. <laughs> Lycanthrope. Um, so yeah. She's a uh, badass. I will say that the, like the bird Molotov cocktail, this, this one person says it's most likely a myth. But well, well yeah, of, yeah course. of course it is because sulfur is not going to just spontaneously catch on fire. Mm-mm. If you light the cloth and send these birds out, oh, you didn't say you light didn't say the cloth. Well, didn't say that in the thing but in my brain i'm like they clearly lit this yeah okay fair enough i mean they so they lit the birds on fire yeah. and the birds were like we better fly back fast because their asses are on fire and then when they got no, there they flew to their nest either. no it doesn't this I don't always think happens to my would... fucking stories <laughs> <laughs> i like her anyway whatever saint olga's my fucking bitch She's what's she the bitch. patron saint of Everybody's a patron saint. It's pretty awesome. That's the best part of Catholicism. I'm converting you all right now. Mm, I feel converted. Oh, dude, she's got like a face too. Mm-hmm. She wow. has a face? Yeah, like no, like she's got a face, mm-hmm. you know? Like she'll stare you down face. It's just Saint Olga? Mm-hmm. Saint Olga of Kiev. You're right, dude. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's fucking about though I what's know, her i'm looking at you that. know what she's about you just told her story yeah but no like her thing every saint oh, gets a thing right 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 like the patron saint of birds on fire because of her varangian origin she's also known as the old in old norse as saint helga so there's a cathedral of oh, saint like olga her. in kiev what is, she, what is she the patron saint of? I don't know. It doesn't... Probably just Ukraine. There's churches for her in uh, Ontario, Manitoba. A couple in Manitoba. Probably wherever Ooh, Ukrainians are. there's one in are. Chicago? Yeah, Ukrainians. Are Ukrainians in Chicago? Oh, yeah. Patron saint of widows makes a lot of sense. Are you for real? Yeah, and Oof. converts. Hell... Yeah. Look at that. Join or die, bitches. <laughs> Olga. <laughs> Join or burn in hell. <laughs> yeah, Saint Olga, you go. That that I did so but the like the first part about her like killing all of everybody. The sparrows thing. No, but that yeah. might not be true. The killing people. But the killing people totally up their alley. That was on more than one um source. She scalded some of them to death. That's cool. 
she looks pretty sick. Like I like her look. Yeah, it's like all of the imaging. I would wear a shirt. She looks like evil Winona Ryder. A little bit. Yeah, she's just Winona Ryder, but also dressed as a saint. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like her. Okay. Well, speaking of Eastern Europe. Bum bum bum. Thank you. I needed the music cue to move on. Uh, This guy named Oscar Speck in 1929. You always have the weirdest names. I know. That's what I look for. I just I just Google weird names. Isn't Richard Speck a like terrible serial killer? I don't. I I'm just saying last names. Go on. Okay. Well, Sorry. Oscar Speck is not. He in 1929 took up kayaking in Germany. It was kind of a fad at the time. Everybody was kayaking in all the rivers and lakes. When was this? Late 1920s. Okay. And uh, he at the time owned a uh, a little business. But then, as we know, in the 1920s in Germany, the stock market crashed, the Great Depression. It got real bad there. Got all over the place. Got super bad. And like his place went bankrupt like immediately. And he had to go find new work. So he decided what he would do is to wait this out, like kind of also kind of outrun his creditors or whatever. And in 1932, he took his kayak and he just pushed it out into the Danube River, which is like the main river of Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. A 15 foot regular Danube, ass. If you will. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Right. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so regular ass 15 foot 1930s kayak. Nothing special, nothing strong. A lot of numbers. Hold on. And he started paddling south to go to the Balkans, like, you know, yeah. Yugoslavia, trying to find the some peninsula. work. Yeah. Uh, and he does that and he gets down there a couple months later and he is just bored as shit. Like he's been paddling around in his kayak. He's finally glad to get there. But he gets there and some rapids like almost break his boat. And so he has to sit there and get it fixed because he's like, I don't really want to be in the Balkans. These suck. They're boring. Mm. But the winter comes and it freezes the river and he's stuck there, stuck in the Balkans where he gets like a job. Just He just gets Ew. all sorts of weird jobs. And he's like, this sucks. I hate my life right now. This just sounds like somebody from Austin now. Yeah, he is. Think of him as like somebody in Austin floating down the Colorado River until they hit whatever LaGrange and being like like, LaGrange sucks. Lewis and Clark. We could have told you that. (laughs) Exactly. like Lewis. So he works through the winter. And then in 1933, he says, I'm going to just put my kayak bed together and then sail to uh cyprus in 33 1933 bad time to do that my man he's like i'm gonna go to cyprus and be a miner where's cyprus cyprus is a little island in the mediterranean near turkey mm-hmm. and greece got it where you can go be a miner and that was the good money you know you so be younger than was it legal. better over there in the it 30s? was it was then it was here he was just he just got frozen in the balkans right, they didn't have internet so. he didn't know what the fuck was going on <laughs> All he knew was there was a depression and that the mines were working and everybody needed the shit from the mines. Why did they need the shit from the mines? He didn't think about it. No So he kayaked into the Mediterranean Sea. Okay. He was not a naval officer. He was not an experienced seaman. Just some dude. <laughs> it's just some dude. <laughs> that was just for you. Thank In you. a kayak, he figured out how to rig up a sail. So he could kind of like sail on the choppy waters of the Mediterranean. This was stuff that took centuries for people to figure out back in the day, right? Yeah. And he gets to 
He just keeps paddling and just keeps paddling, and he finally gets to Cyprus, and he's like, finally, I'm here. I can be a miner. But you know what? That shit was the most fun I've had in my whole life, like navigating the Mediterranean Sea and almost dying 50 times. Oh, by the way, he can't swim. What? No idea how to swim. So like, if his boat gets capsized once, he's toast. And he's like, "Uh, I'm just going to keep... I'm just going to keep going, man. So he took off from Cyprus. At this point, he had spent... Does he have family? I have so many Mm. questions. No family. No family. He had a business he lost. He had cashed out. At this point, he spent all of his money partying in seashore time towns down the Danube and into the Mediterranean. Thank you. Uh, So he's broke as shit. And he's just like, well, I don't need money on the sea. I can fish for my life. This so, is some fucking. I hate this dude. I've life. dated this guy. You know what I mean? Like I spent ten years of my life dating this guy over and over and over. So 1933, he paddles away from Cyprus and then he tries to go through the Suez Canal, which was relatively new at the time. Suez. Thank you. <laughs> the Suez Canal was like, "Fuck you! You're a dipshit German in a canoe. We're not letting you through. We're not like you, yeah, there's we're no not toll. You, you, can, you get on the land and get a train ticket or something. Yeah. Hold up. Where is this? Suez Canal is between Egypt and the Middle East. So but opening the canal is a an ordeal. Yeah, like, it's like not a gate. Open yeah. it yeah. for a, a canoe. canoe. Yeah. Like cruise you can pull ships that only. Ship yeah. Your kayak to the land. It's and not drag a cruise ship. Wait till you're sponsored by Disney and come back. So he takes his little <laughs> kayak up the coast of Israel and stuff. And then he finally just gets off in Syria and then picks up his kayak Seriously? and hikes across the desert until he gets to Iraq, modern day Iraq, gets into the either the Tigris or the Euphrates. I don't know which river. And he still has his fucking canoe. Puts he his hiked kayak, with his canoe. Yeah. He across A the kayak? desert. Yeah. Like, and he had all these like weird things happen to him there in Syria. I'm not going to get into it because it gets weirder. Gets into the Tigris of the Euphrates and then like takes his kayak. Well, wait, what's the, the weirdest thing that happened? What's uh, here? They kind of skip over it, but like he had all sorts of adventures in Syria. Um, there's a whole Vanity Fair article if you really care. He got malaria. Vanity Fair wrote about this shit. Yeah, he got malaria. Uh, I think okay. is the weirdest thing. Anyway, uh, his boat. He- oh no, though the big thing that happened was when he got across Syria, his and he was going to get in the Euphrates River, his kayak got stolen, and then he like went on this whole adventure with the police to steal it back, and he finally steals it back. He jumps into the Euphrates, and he gets to the Persian Gulf. This guy's so a psycho. He sails it all the way through Iraq to the Persian Gulf, and when he finally gets there, the random, Crescent. random villagers are shooting at his boat no as he shit. floats down the Euphrates. I don't know what the fuck this is. They think it's just like a marauder or something like that. The beginnings of an invasion. So he gets into the Persian Gulf. <laughs> we send our best kayaker in first. You never know. There's got to be a scout. Kayaks along the southern coast of Iran until he finally gets to whatever modern day Pakistan was called at the time. Baluchistan, I think. <laughs> no. And when he dips on board on shore there to like beg for money and shit, because he's just literally like paddling around in the Indian Ocean in his canoe in 1935 at this point begging for money he the british find him because they're in india and they're like you're sweet dude like you just you mean you just kayaked from germany over the last two years and he's like yeah and they're like you're the best so they start writing news articles about him and how, stuff how far has he traveled he's traveled from germany to india in a Which kayak is... half the planet yeah so like hundreds if not thousands, thousands of, of miles yeah maybe not quite thousands yet okay 
So they give him all sorts of gifts and he becomes like whatever the toast of British India. Um, but he does have some family. So you lied. Well, like not his children and shit, but like he has brothers, yeah. brothers and parents. And they're like, you got to come back. Things are going great in Germany. We're coming back. <laughs> like We've got it? jobs. It's 1936. Okay. Wilhelm. Yeah. And they're like, things are going great. Jobs are back. You got to come back. Like the, the business is back up and running. Like turn your canoe, your canoe around to come back to Germany. And you he's like two years to get here, my man. <laughs> and he said, you know what? This is me now. And he kayaked down out of India, all the way across the other side of India, down the other coast into Indonesia, where in Singapore, where he's greeted by Germans who actually own the place at the time. They were colonizing Singapore? Western yeah. Indonesia and oh, yeah. Singapore. They had hmm. they nice got it in cheap. World War One, I, I think. Yeah. It's weird. I didn't know Germans so like to take over things. He touches land there. This is like a year later. Now it's whatever, 1938. And there's all these people yelling at him in German. And he's like, sweet, my peeps. I didn't know they'd be out here. But they're flying this Good weird... Tag. They're flying this weird red flag he's never seen before. Oh. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. well, what's up, guys? And they're like, hey, we're Nazis now. Um, but we're really <laughs> proud of you. We read about you a couple of years ago in India. We thought you died, but, but I guess you're still But what God do you serve? <laughs> yeah. And so they give him a bunch of gifts and uh, kind of tell him what's up. But he's just like, anyway, I got to keep kayaking. This is who I am now. And he <laughs> hey goes, guys, this is too heavy for me. I got to keep K life. So he goes in through Indonesia. He keeps hitting all these like native villages in Indonesia and Papua New Guinea and all of like those places where he encounters, again, all sorts of adventures. I don't want to get into machetes, pistols. Uh, somebody tried to behead him and tied him up on the beach, but he chewed through the ropes and crawled back to his kayak to escape at dawn. This dude's having a life, okay? I'm furious he doesn't have children. This dude's having a life. His Imagine if that was your dad. He was integral to his survival. He was world famous. It is insane that he has made it this far. It is literally insane. And he still hasn't learned how to swim. Motherfucker. Does he drown? No, not yet. Ugh. He's he in Papua should. New Guinea. Uh, do you read the last page of books before you read the beginning? <laughs> I do. I'm asking because you just immediately were like, "Does not he get answer?" Oh, okay. So he's keep in, it to yourself. Papua New Guinea is an island just north of Australia. It's like the mm-hmm. southeast part of Indonesia, right? And so it's he's like New Zealand, but the other side. Yeah, they're not going to let him land because. They know about him because he's world famous. They know he's German. They know he touched base with some Nazis back in Singapore. They're like, yeah, fuck no. That. Oh shit! So but he doesn't get it. He's bad. He doesn't know. He's just like, oh, these natives don't like me, so I'm not going to land here. Because last time I did that, I got tied up on a beach and I had to escape by chewing a rope off. So he goes all the way around Papua New Guinea, which is like super treacher- treacherous waters. We're talking like this is some of the choppiest shit in the world. Like the. Africa, right? Like yeah, we're, he's in the Pacific at yeah, this point. And it's like, yeah, this is where pirates terrible. go because he can sink a ship yeah. and blame it on the ocean and all that. He finally like gets around to the very northernmost point of Australia, which is like modern day, not, not Darwin, but up there in one of the horns of Australia. Mm-hmm. And he lands and the Australian police say, oh my God, you are speck. You're Oscar Speck, the world famous guy who kayaked from Germany to off fucking Australia in seven years. We're really impressed. 
you're under arrest. <laughs> and they threw him in jail Why? as a war prisoner. Well, that's like Australia's favorite thing Because to do. he's a Nazi? Because he's a Nazi at this point. And Australia just declared war on Germany because all the shit just hit the fan in Europe. But and he so wasn't even there. He had no idea down. what was going on. That's how he found out who Hitler was. Uh, yeah, because when he left, Hitler was nobody. Yeah, yeah. So like, he was a little painter Times boy. Man of the year. Yeah, not even then. No, he, he didn't. Even have that. No, not even then. Not even okay. when he left. No, he was nobody. So uh, he sits in prison after paddling thirty thousand miles across the universe, the the world, or whatever. Uh, and then after the war, they let him out, and he becomes an opal miner in Australia. Just north of Sydney, so he ends up being Opal's a miner. The best. Anyway, Opal is the best. yeah, and he got himself a wife and a family, and he settled into Australia. So he does have kids, and he did. Yep, and he lived there until nineteen ninety-five. Damn, that's what? a long time. He lived until he was like in his nineties, eighties. Yeah, no, um, I don't do math. But the thing was, because all of this shit like became famous or like started getting written about around the time of World War II, his voyage like kind of got lost. Yeah. To the same as the time people it's didn't know about it. the same deal with 9 So he would tell, he would like sometimes he'd get drunk or whatever and tell people in Australia like about, yeah, one time I kayaked from Germany to here. That's how I got here in a kayak. And they'd be like, whatever, whatever, mate. Yeah. And then like he left behind these journals and all this stuff, but they were in like all these different languages because he picked up every language along the way or something, and he was writing in all of them, practiced them. So like, the took people forever to put all the journals together and figure out the journey. And it was literally after he died and he left it all to a maritime museum in Australia that they decoded what the fuck happened, looked up the newspaper articles from the time, verified that it was all true, and realized what had happened. And then there was this burst of information about him in the mid two thousands of like. Wow. The guy who kayaked from Germany to Australia just because that's who he was now. The end. I'm looking at the that's Vanity Fair article and he looks he looks pretty tight. He looks he's got like a pith helmet on and has this like. Yeah, he looks canoe. like the kind of guy who would be way too into oh. bicycling now. Yeah, Like it makes sense. Or like he would maybe. He's like, I have expendable income. Yeah, he looks yeah. like he has a boat but doesn't get on it. Yeah. Well, he did. He got on no, it. No, he got on it. Well, for but I mean, 30, like a full boat. Miles. Not like a. But yeah, he did it all banana. on the coast. Uh, for humans. Yeah. Anyway, there's so many like little mini stories in there. There's a whole book about it now. I recommend looking it up. A cool guy, Oscar Speck. Yeah, we got two cool guy, possible Nazi. That was never really solved. What happened on he... Singapore? Whether or not he was into it or not, he always kind of denied it. He was like, "Hey, dude, I left Germany and never went back." So, but he got a lot of help in Singapore and may have like kind of bought into it. So well, but also if I'm landing on an island or whatever, yeah, and the only people that are there to help me are like. Right. He was, I mean, he would sign and some letters home. they're not killing home. Jews in Singapore. No, no but he did God. sign letters home, Heil Hitler. Take it back. <laughs> he was signing letters they home. Did? with Kill Jews no, in Singapore? No, I'm not saying that. I'm no, they couldn't just, find you know. any. A lot. Okay. I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't. 
it's not. Anyway, he did. He had. There's evidence. But there's a chance that he didn't know that was happening because these dudes are just like based there. Right. Well, I thought when it he was, didn't know what it meant yeah, when he yeah. was saying, "Oh, I learned you're supposed to say Heil Hitler." Now he didn't know what that meant. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think he showed up and they were like, "Oh, by the way, we all hate Jews now." Like they're just like, "Hey, yeah. we're Nazis, but it's because we're German army people." Some new people took charge. Right? They fixed the economy. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And also, they because didn't know gone. much because they're in Singapore. Yeah, so they're like, not. They're so far removed. Yeah. The whole thing about concentration camps literally didn't come out until towards the end of the war. Yeah, so if you weren't if you actually weren't there, in there, you mm-hmm. didn't know. So anyway, we are seriously being apologists for this Nazi. I know. I <laughs> I feel But like he did he didn't know. I think in this one time we can say the guy who got into a kayak before there was such yeah. a thing as a Nazi and stayed in the ocean the whole time probably didn't know. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that these Singapore Nazis <laughs> were good we're guys innocent. yeah i'm just saying they probably weren't like oh you haven't been around for 10 years let yeah. me tell you the terrible things we're doing they were probably just like well and they were looking hey, at him like water. oh my god you survived you're, you're a celebrity a yeah now we can like co-opt you to our side because the brits had you while you were in india you know yeah anyway fascinating story they probably just gave him water <laughs> no they gave him like a ton of money i think well now it all sounds terrible anyway that there's money involved well i mean because he was who wants money Um, not me probably somebody who's very poor and has been asking for money you know who never did anything for money some money you never 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 thought about money rogers saint olga saint olga that's Mm -hmm. true she did it for love she did it for uh being a badass mom the love of the game she was also an avid basketball player <laughs> slam dunk slam dunking no. pigeons into that city man let me tell you. Know you guys know this but love and basketball is actually based on saint olga's life oh my god i have to go watch that have now. you seen that movie no i've no. never seen that movie either <laughs> basketball <laughs> diaries is actually based on saint olga's life Okay. What's White eating Gilbert? I was going to say, what's the one with Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Sister Act? <laughs> Ghost and Sister Act. Ghost Sister Act. Ghost. Sister Ghost. <laughs> Let's watch that. Casper. Mm-hmm. Casper's fucked up. I thought about it recently because... It's super fucked up. Why? Because Christina Ricci's in it? No, I love Christina Ricci. Me I too. do too. But the thought of like we're celebrating a dead kid is well, so also, weird. Well, also, he's very okay he's with it. He's attractive. Oh, he's hot as fuck. Devin, Devin Sawa can Sawa. get it. Mm, mm, Night of the mm. Twisters. <laughs> My man. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Night of the Twisters. But you when should. he's like, can I keep you? Yeah. And it's like, he's got a. I'm into this. I'm also 14, but I'm into yeah. this. I mean, what I'm did that do to our psyches? I'm not the best judge here, but he's got a weird nose. He has well, a I mean, are you looking nose. at him now? Is he alive? Who died? Someone no, he's, died. He's yeah. Cool. Brad Renfro died. Brad Renfro Brad died. Renfro was kind of hot. God, yeah. he was hot. Tom mm-hmm. and Huck, no one talks about that, and we need to. Yeah, you know, Tom and Huck is like it's an underrated. Yeah, Yeah. it's really good. That was one, though, that I didn't watch over and over again. Maybe because I didn't own it because that was the deal back in the day. Like, if I didn't own it, I didn't watch it over and over again. Yeah, it made me 
feel uh, things. like too sad at times because they get mad at each too other. Too many feels, right? Yeah, mm. and I didn't like feeling things at that age, so I just do I you like feeling things now? No. Okay. Okay. Well, what age know. did you like feeling? Things? I don't know, like my late teens, because I was mm. in theater. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, that like happens. All emo then. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I got real into some like. No oh. emo shit. Yeah. Mm. Me too. Like, mom, don't open the door. I'm crying. It was. Right. I did this the same thing. This is what thing. I do now. I would literally sit down on the floor and write the saddest things I could think of just to make myself cry. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Like my mom probably just thought I was like masturbating my whole life, but I was not. You I was were. just sitting there. You were there. masturbating your tear ducts. <laughs> yeah. I have. Just shoving my, my finger into my eye until I felt something. High school or one of like my senior year. Get uh, wet. Junior, senior year at high school diary. My mom kept it for me and it's all black i remember buying it and being like this is all black and (laughs) around the edges of it so like you know the corners of the Mm -hmm. book it says i wrote questions without any answers damn oh my god that's amazing so fucking deep there's a reason that's deep as shit we have all come together Mm mm-hmm I wrote a lot of Bright Eyes lyrics in that thing. For sure. Oh, yeah. Gotta do that. Remember when it Got came out that he was, a, he was a bad boy, but then it came out that maybe that wasn't true? But like for a year, we all thought he was a piece of shit. Mm, but then that, that but then he wasn't, but I, he might be. I don't yeah, I feel like it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's everyone. like a river. It goes it's back everyone. and forth. It's everyone. Yeah. No, everyone's bad. All of them. Speaking yeah. of that, yes, people. all men. <laughs> so hold on, I have to. Holding. I'm gonna do this. Okay, unfold your story. So I, I oh accidentally. Oh my god, printed, Whitney! I printed it out on eleven by seventeen. Okay, you just unfurled a scroll. So, <laughs> this is my scroll. Is that, do you want me to I trump can't it? Even see your face behind that, and you shouldn't. <laughs> this is my paper, so. My story mm-hmm. is about the disappearance of Shelly Miscavige, Ooh. who is David Miscavige, a.k.a. the fucking head of the Church of Scientology's wife. It has been 11 years since anybody has seen Shelly Miscavige. So, why are you laughing at me? I am <laughs> because I took a video of you moving that paper up and down, and it's hilarious. It's. I'm sorry, I printed it out on eleven by seventeen paper, and I didn't want to waste it. So, also, yeah, all of this shit is true. I've been real into that Leah Remini show, and well, she just just like no one. And if you ask questions, people get pissed, right? I haven't watched the Leah Remini thing. The reason I chose this story is because I was listening to How Did This Get Made? And at the end of it, June Diane was like, they were like, do y'all have anything to say? And she was like, where is Shelly Miscavige? And I was like, whoa, who is this person? I'm going to look it up. And then I went down a wormhole. So. If you don't know what Scientology is, here is a very brief rundown of 
the religion of Scientology. Let's ease up on the R word. Religion of Scientology. L. Ron Hubbard, who is an author and a science fiction writer, wrote a self-help book called Dianetics that gained a cult following. Co-wrote, never gave credit to his co-author. All right. (laughs) Doctors and psychiatrists regarded the book as bullshit, but people were still into it. So after the book took off, L. Ron Hubbard took a group of diagnetics practitioners and started his own religion with it. He wrote the backstory after writing Dianetics, which is the story of Xenu, an ancient alien that populated the Earth with people he created and then killed with hydrogen bombs that he put in volcanoes. Cut to the present. These dead people that were killed initially uh, are called Thetans or Thetans. They enter human bodies when they are born on earth now they're like in every human body and in order to attain perfect health and well-being and to remember the past all the way back to Xenu you need to eliminate body thetans and the way to get rid of your thetans is to pay money to the church of Scientology so to much treat goddamn you. money so much goddamn money People are encouraged to sell their homes, their possessions, and to give everything they have to the church and live in one of the Church of Scientology's buildings to obtain this clean living. But that's that's just Sea Org, right? Because a lot of a lot of people that are Scientologists don't. Sorry, no, I'm going to okay. turn down. No, no, I'm no, no, turn no, no, down. no. You're all right. But I think I think just the Sea Org lives on campus unless you're like a real higher up. I don't know. I mean, isn't the goal to go higher and higher in the church? Though? Higher and higher, baby. Uh, yes, I did not. I, I mean, I definitely am obsessed with Scientology in general, but I did not recall that it was to just remember Xenu. That's the whole reason well, for any of it i mean it. not to remember it but like once you achieve full clarity you can remember your entire everything that's happened before you in your own life so every human has a thetan inside them and once you fully overcome everything you can remember your past life and all this other crazy shit. Especially yeah. your pre-birth. Like if yeah. your mom called you a bitch while you were in the womb, like you've got to clear that. And wow. you can recover that memory somehow. So it's yeah. real, Jesus. real, uh, I don't Science wanna... fiction? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's science fiction. And the, the, the whole was... thing was co-authored by a literal science fiction, mm-hmm. um, not L. Ron Hubbard, a uh, magazine editor who was encouraging him in these craziness because yeah. he knew he was a good novelist and like he could give him something sciencey to publish in his magazine. And L. Ron Hubbard had stated before that the best way to make money was to create your own religion. It's a thing. That's True. me in the corner. Yeah. Yep. So that's the background on Scientology, the very brief one. So let's get back to Shelley Miskovich. Mm-hmm. So Shelley was born in 1961 into a family of Scientologists. When she was 12 years old, she decided 
with her parents' permission, to completely leave school and become part of L. Ron Hubbard's Commodore's Messenger Organization, the yeah. CMO. Yeah. So Chief Marketing Officer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the CMO was kind That's of. That's the same thing that Amy Scobie was in that. What? Amy Scobie. She's like a famous ex Scientologist now. Oh. So. It was like from that. When Shelly joined the CMO, Elron was 61 years old. And the CMO was Scientology's internal Sea Org organization that was responsible for personally servicing Elron Hubbard mm-hmm. and his flagship, mm-hmm. aka like literal ship, mm. the Apollo in the 1970s. What a fucking unique name, you piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So going to get letters. People I hope. described <laughs> or sued. People described Shelley as quiet, petite, and younger than most of the other people in the CMO. Wow, those and descriptions sound like they came from men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Elron Hubbard was asked why he always chose young girls to be in the CMO, he said that it was because they were blank slates. And they were more loyal than boys. And the first group of four CMO, like, preteen girls decided on their uniform, which ended up being white shorts, tie tops, platform shoes with knee-high socks. Yeah. So these girls were trained to deliver messages in the voice of L. Ron Hubbard and to convey his thoughts and persuasiveness. What happened when they got their period? They went overboard. <laughs> they just had to go. You gotta go. And then they put them out in the buoy and then they reeled them back in seven mm-hmm. days later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you stay out there yeah. on that raft. <laughs> you go on out there. Unclean. So clearly that was super fucked up. But who picked the, they picked their own clothes they picked their own clothes according mm. to this but yeah. obviously everyone was so heavily influenced by Elron Hubbard that it was like oh we want to please him that's what they were constantly trying to do is to please him and do yeah. his bidding they picked their own clothes they knew he yeah. would like yeah yeah exactly so it was in the Commodore's Messenger organization that Shelley met her future husband David Miscavige in 1977 when he joined the group at age 16 and so that would make her right around 15 years old when they met in the cmo at age 21 in 1982 she married 22 year old david miscavige so david was seen as this like prodigy of scientology yeah he rose through the ranks yeah real he fucking did. fast he so, was so good at scientologizing. he was like people were like this guy is the best because he was fucking insane cj every now so and then crazy. will be like he was really good at what he did like he'll just be like <laughs> well, man he, he really fucking he handled that very well and well like, here's well, the funny thing is that both him and l ron hubbard apparently are terrible at auditing well, Which is like the main thing they, they do. They don't have to anymore. I guess so. They're above it. So in 1987. If you can't so do, teach. This whole time since they've been married, 
uh, Shelly has been David's assistant. Sure. That was her job. And from what... As um, all women should yes, be. Yes, exactly. Yes. But from what women... Assistant is Latin for woman. Mm. Oh, God, I hate you for saying that. <laughs> I know you don't mean it. Uh People said that Shelly was super closed off and uh, kind of a loner. Like she was, she didn't get invited out. Like when they would go do stuff, not that the Scientologists did a whole bunch of cr cool, crazy stuff, but she never got invited because she was kind of stuck up and kind of weird about everything. Yeah. See how when she was single, she was quiet and meek and young. And now that she's married, she's kind well, of standoffish. There were like there were and, like yeah. three dudes in the CMO, and everyone was vying for all of them. All these young women in their right. shorts and tie tops, and then Shelly landed one of them, so she kind of rolled with it and got a little stuck up about it. Uh, from what the other women say, I don't know. Mm. She's gone. She's disappeared. So who fucking knows? So in 1987. Her husband, David Miscavige, is named leader of the head or leader and head of the Church of Scientology because L. Ron is disappeared, a.k.a. fucking died. Um, Ascended to a higher plane. I yes. Think. Yeah. So she is the now the COB assistant, which is the chairman of the board assistant to the Church of Scientology in the Religious Technology Center, which is in L.A. And according to author Lawrence Wright, she was closely involved in the church's liaison with their most famous, famous member, Tom Cruise. So Miscavige, or Shelley Miscavige, was heavily involved in finding a new girlfriend for Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, big priority. And mm -hmm. she basically they, was like a brothel. Yeah. Well, they a yenta. They got a whole bunch of women to come audition for the new Mission Impossible movie. That was the pretense. Mm -hmm. And hundreds of women came and auditioned for the new Mission Impossible movie. And then it ended up actually being that they were auditioning for playing the role of Tom Cruise's to get girlfriend, plowed. a.k.a. for real being his girlfriend. Uh, no, playing the role. Yeah. From what I know of Tom yeah. Cruise. So yeah. turns out it ends up being Katie Holmes. Congrats. So in 2006... I still like her. I still I like her. She left. Good I feel. Her. I know. She got out. I've always liked her. This whole thing. She gave. Uh, there's some. It, I'm done. I can't. All I right. know. I'm. I'm still upset about it because she's. It is so promising. So, in 2006, Katie and Tom are married, and it's like the fucking biggest deal in Scientology because Tom Cruise is their poster boy. Katie Holmes, she's America's sweetheart, kind of, but not anymore because she did this uh so that's when leah remini comes in to the picture and notices that her friend shelly miscavige isn't at this fucking wedding and david miscavige shelly's husband is tom cruise's best man and his best man's wife isn't even at the fucking wedding and leah is like Yo, y'all, where the fuck 
is Shelly? Like, where's Shelly? Why isn't she here? This is really weird. And people are yeah. like, I don't understand why you would even ask that. It and wasn't he, like a small, intimate wedding. No, at no yeah, it was like chapel. at a castle. It was huge. It was huge. Thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so Leah is like, this is super weird. She keeps asking questions. People keep berating her. They accuse her of things. They attack her. And finally, in 2013, she decides to leave the Church of Scientology. Almost immediately when she leaves the Church of Scientology, she files a missing persons report on her friend who she literally hasn't seen since 2007. So that's like five years. Mm -hmm. Shelly has been gone. Nobody says anything. When you ask about it, people attack you. So after this happens, the the LAPD says they go investigate it and see like physical evidence of Shelly Miscavige being around. And they're like, your report is unfounded. We're physical evidence of her being around like her own body parts or like a smoked cigarette sitting in an ashtray. They won't say what they saw. They say what she said was unfounded and then they close the case. God damn it. The church rejects all allegations of Shelly missing and maintains that she is alive and working nonstop for the church out of the public eye. They also claim that Leah Remini's missing persons report was filed in bad faith and that she just needs to get on with her life, which sounds like some bullshit Trump shit. Crazy people. Mm-hmm. So when she disappeared, they say it happened from Gold Base, which is a secure compound set in the ranch land of like 90 miles outside of East L.A. Yeah. Is it Hemet? Hemet. I don't remember. Yeah, it's Hammett. Karina and I are Scientologists. You are. You are under arrest. I de-Catholicized myself er, from earlier. Before she disappeared, she filled several job vacancies without her husband, David Miscavige, knowing. Mm. And she, it's speculated that maybe he got pissed about that and murdered That's her why she's gone david by the way long known proven history of beating the shit out yeah. of everybody yeah. every chance he, he gets openly hits people yeah hits like yeah fucking, beats yeah. the so, shit out of beats the, up. yeah kicks before we're gonna get murdered before she disappeared people who have defected from the church have said that they knew the couple and said that they never ever saw Shelly or David kiss, touch or hug each other in public or in front of anybody. No, because that would be gross. Higher years of marriage. PDA bro. Um, according to the church's former special affairs director, Shelly had expressed concerns about the church in the months leading up to August of 2005. And in 2006, Shelly did fall foul of her husband. So people say in LA when she took it upon herself to undertake tasks that Sea Org was supposed to do, but didn't actually carry through. And so she was like, I can fix this. She wanted to improve stuff and did some things that she thought it seems like would 
be a good idea, but when it comes down to having a super controlling husband, like, like what kind of stuff? Like she hired some people. She came up with her own plan to uh, give other people jobs, like elevating okay. people and to renovate the Miscavige living quarters. She just didn't check with hubby before breaking mm-hmm. out the checkbook. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I asked a question. So I know it's my fault. It's OK. So in 2006, David went to or left the gold base and when he returned Shelly said or Shelly looked like visibly changed in mood and in physical appearance and the only thing she asked was if her husband was still wearing his wedding ring and then after that nobody ever saw him again or her again so Like I said, the church won't comment on it. They keep saying that she's around and that, you know, she's just working really hard from the church. Wait, who was last? Who saw her when she said, is my husband still wearing his? It was Mike Rinder, who was the chief's or the church's spokesman. Mike's my dude. Mike is pretty rad. Yeah. I mean, he did some bad shit, but he's he's making up for it now. He's He's from Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And he he's the one who saw her like before she was gone. Is she just hanging out with the Alcatraz escapees? Like what's going on? Well, a lot of people think that she's being detained somewhere. Held in those one of those black cells and holes and um people think she's either being held or that she's dead it's 11 years she's dead it's been a long time but they do they've been know. known to hold yeah, members know. for like five or six years and then they come I back know. out five or six though true but i mean she was the queen bee that's what they called her yeah and she and she disappeared when 2007 uh, august right it's been 11 June, years 2006 2007 she dead i don't know yeah but uh according to noriyuki matsumaru who worked for david miscavige in 2012 said that he sent her a sweater and gloves for christmas one year yeah i can send her a sweater so and gloves where? right now a sweet sweater and gloves you know yeah, that I could, normal thing to send to your wife on Christmas. I can do yeah, that right now. I could send her a sweater. In California? Gloves. Yeah. So in December of 2015. Well, the basements are cold. Mm-hmm. A source, Especially when there's no windows. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In 2015, a source told Scientology reporter Tony Ortega that they had seen a frail Shelly in person in a small town near the California headquarters. She was thin, smaller, and escorted by two men and seemed disheveled, almost like a homeless person. Yeah. They told a Scientology reporter this? Yeah. Like a reporter on Scientology? Yeah, a or reporter, reporter on uh, from Scientology. Oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So don't I, buy it. I don't know if there's such thing as a Scientology. I mean, I guess they have some sort of newsletter. What's mm-hmm. the most I used to get up? it. Oh, Hold cool. My second page. So what's real crazy. So I told y'all about 
Shelly's mom being or Shelly being born into a Scientology family. Mm -hmm. Right. So Shelly's mom, Flo Barnett, was a longtime Scientologist. Uh, When she was 52 years old in 1985, she was found dead with three somewhat superficial rifle shots to the chest and a fatal shot to the head. Wait, superficial rifle shots? Somewhat superficial. That's a really weird way to describe a rifle wound. Yeah. The autopsy report said that there were slash marks on her wrists that were a few days old. She was killed by Wolverine. And the death was ruled a suicide. Okay. I mean, what? Okay. So, every time I think about Scientology, I just get like annoyed at humanity. It's just an annoying thing to me that it's still real. Yeah. Still real. I mean, like, I can get how it became, I can get how it stayed, I can get how it lasted. But like since two thousand four, five, six, and all the secrets about it getting out, and pretty much every, it, it's there's literally nothing left, no mystique left to it, and it's been twelve years, and it's still a thing. Well, they have so much money, like that's it. It's I know that they have, but well, how is it money, not crumbled? Like, when you're when you're in something like that, you are convinced that what you're hearing. What you're being told and the people that you admire and look up to, they're not lying to you. And so people God. like, especially because now people are more and more being born into this. It's such a cautionary tale. It's crazy. I don't know. But also like, like. Question things, you know. Oh man, look at an improv theater. It's not any different. <laughs> it's your family. <laughs> I just got shivers in weird places. Mm-hmm. There is a podcast called Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. Or right, Ross and Carrie. I just started listening to, to it today. Mm-hmm. But they go through the whole process. Like they're like, fuck it. We're going to go to Scientology and apply and go through it. Oh, yeah. And they did it That's a for move. like nine episodes and then got kicked out. Some people... But mm-hmm. I out. really like it because it's for real. Yeah. And I mean, it's Yikes. just. But, but when you're born into it and you fucking go into it as a 12 year old, she left school at 12 years mm-hmm. old. She had a fifth grade. No, education. I get Shelly. I get Leah Rimini. I, I get all the people who are born into it second generation. But how is this not Was dying? Leah Rimini a second generation mm-hmm. Scientologist? Yeah. So I, what I don't understand is how people aren't like dying how it's not dying off a super rapid death between the defections and the fact that like because the people in it aren't like anything they see right but catholicism's dying off and there's way more people in it and they don't use birth control so how is Scientology not rapidly collapsing like especially because it's a pyramid scheme it's not even murder your kids if you get pregnant I, I know, mean, like they literally chase the not murder. They chase <laughs> people, murder. chase people out, cut them off from their family. Like it's, they're actively doing everything they can not to grow the religion. Like there's nothing appealing about it other than you get born into it or you already get sucked into it somehow. It can't be growing. 
Well, I don't know, man. Maybe like all these people just need therapy, but they don't know that they just need therapy. Well, they obviously need therapy because well, this is a therapy is. replacement. I mean, yeah. give me two of these white claws. I'll hold them in each hand and tell you all some secrets. I don't fucking know. Oh, we've already done that. That's we'll true. A couple you, episodes. Just give us both a couple hundred bucks and we'll make you better. That's true. Do you have <laughs> I'm upset by the eye contact <laughs> you were Wow, we just me. turned on Lisa fast, but uh. we're actually Scientologists. Yeah. You didn't know. I'm a Scientologicalist. I'm Cypalian. Sure. Yeah. That's our I god. Mean, technically. It's like all hail Cypalia. I am Cyan califragilistic expialidocious that's a good one wow you are way up there in the levels i'm just trying to get disney to sponsor me <laughs> dick van dyke is one as well emotionally <laughs> uh dick van dyke uh, also the new mary poppins looks really so good. good it I looks so wait. good i'm so excited i wish i could get my kids to sit through too. the old one because i can't wait to show them the new one it looks so good. Why can't they sit through the old one? It's Just long. tell them a cartoon's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. I know. Okay, I'll it try happened. Again. It's not happening again. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's very brief. And there's, there's a penguin. There's just the one part. If you guys know what acid is, kids. So, you know what? I always remember the sad <laughs> woman with the fucking, I almost said penguins, but I mean, uh, Tuppence. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, that song is, that song. That's my favorite song in the movie. Oh, I upsetting. cried every time. Yes, you cry. Because I like crying. Sad. We already covered this. Yeah, I, I have an emo soul. Woman. I don't want to feel shit. <laughs> I'm back in my don't want to feel shit phase. If you are a lawyer for Scientology, you can sue us on Twitter. Man, you're being a real Lindsay Lohan right now. (laughs) (laughs) Gmail. At? At Weird Brunch. Brunch. You can sue us on Facebook. Uh, All the places. You can sue us on Stitcher, Deezer. You can sue us anywhere Mm -hmm. you want. Mm -hmm. You can also let Karina and Whitney know that the best song for Mary Poppins is Step in Time. (laughs) How does that go? Step in time. Step in time. Step in time is not the best song. You can't hear half the lyrics. Chim Chimmery is Chim Chimmery is so much better. Step by the time they hit step in time, it's just like stupid. It's like that part in the fish concert where you're like, I guess fans are into this part. What? Because they're just jamming. Have you been to a fish concert? Oh shit. Yes, I'm old enough that that was a thing that happens to people. I'm only giving you a pass because Colorado. Thank you. That's exactly how it happened. I know how it happened. I went to college. I know how. I owned flannel and I was in Colorado at the wrong place and the wrong time. There's nothing wrong with flannel. I'm into it. There's nothing wrong with any of it except for the fact that that. fish broke out like measles. It's fine. People are That's what I felt like. It was fine. Just go with the flow. Now I'm getting like demerited. Like fish in the flow. Mm -mm. Forever. You get it. I've been to widespread panic too. Come out with that's okay. Yeah, People no do it. Mm. You know what? We're not here to judge on music. String cheese incident did that too. I feel like you you're it. going down a, a black hole right now. Do we need to pull you out of something? <laughs> yeah. Step in time. Step in time. No. It's the most fun thing to interrupt people with. <laughs> Nobody even knows what that is. An aggressive step in time. Step in time. <laughs> It is very death. It's like the death metal tune from that movie, basically. It for sure yeah. is. Step in time is just all aggression. 
Anyway, Emily Blunt, uh, Mary Poppins coming out. It looks out. great. Looks fucking this amazing. This holiday season, take your kids, take your parents. <laughs> Don't um, feel cynicism. Just embrace it. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yes. It's okay for them to make sure. a sequel 60 years later or whatever. For sure. That's yeah, all we're going to have that. for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. It's just remakes of remakes of remakes. Um, this one looks good. This one does look good. Mm-hmm. Um, so and go. it has Dick Van Dyke in it. Hell still. yes. It's true. And you know what? He's not going to be around forever. So he, he's already been around forever. Give that We've old been man lucky. some money. I'm surprised he's still alive. He's a hundred. I love him. I love him. Go to your local still AMC <laughs> Cinemark. 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 No. I, I thought I said a K. Cinemark is right. That's yeah, that's theater. right. I'm sorry. I don't know why. What's the other one? AM. AMC. AMC. Uh, there's others, but not in Texas. Um, man. United Artists. Oh, I thought you were calling me Man. Man. Like, man. There's others. The man. man Chinese. Yeah. Oh, Man's Chinese. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's it. Tinseltown. Yeah, I'm gonna have it. Alamo. They won't let you bring your They're kids. They're going to do it in IMAX. Giant. Bob yeah. Bullock. Bob Bullock. Go to the, the Bob, Bob Bullock. Bullock. Go see Mary Poppins at the Bob Bullock. You know what? I would. You know Imagine what they're going to do? That. They're going to do a Texan dub where they replace all the Cockney with West Texas accents. It's going to be fucking great. <laughs> Stepping time. Stepping time. <laughs> it just, it just slows it down. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of penguins, it's just a bunch of fucking armadillos. <laughs> Two stepping time. <laughs> Two stepping time. <laughs> Cut. We're done. That's it. We're done. Bye. Listen to us later. <laughs>